Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say, we'd like to get started. I talk to you, and you talk to me. Who are you talking to at this hour? Mr. Bradley, you better start talking. Let's start the talking. I could talk all night. My mind is J-talking. Midnight, conversing until the night. All we need is information. Now we got ourselves communication. Bradley J. J. Talking. WBZ. Talking live midnight to five. Mark Lavallo's in the producer seat. And uh, we generate a lot of questions during our conversations about health insurance and services, particularly recently, even this week. And so it's uh, fortuitous that we have Mike Fester with us, the Massachusetts State Director of AARP or ARP. Thanks for coming in so late. Hey, it's uh, it's great to be here, uh, albeit late. But then again, today was uh, Halloween, so I've been up and about all night seeing the ghost of the goblins, and I'm raring to go. And I think it's great this subject is going to be talked about because, like you say, it's on a lot of people's minds for sure. So you are the boss. You get to go in late tomorrow. If well, now if, that I know how long we're going to go on this, you, you're right. You I, will, I will probably not go in as early as normal. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You have a very interesting life going there. Well, I'm blessed to be uh, heading up the uh, AARP operations in Massachusetts. The way AARP works is we have 50 state offices. The national office in Washington is probably most well-known because we do a lot of lobbying on on issues like Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security, protecting those very important programs. And uh, so we're known for that. And then, of course, we're in the profit side, which I have nothing to do with, but, you know, there is all kinds of... uh, products and services, uh, some of which touch the subject subject tonight we'll go over. Uh, But that has been my job for six years. Before that, I uh, had the pleasure of being the Secretary of Elder Affairs under Governor Patrick, and I served uh, five terms in the state legislature representing uh, the great city of Melrose and also in times uh, the town of Wakefield and town of Stoneham. And I've been a pro, I started as a lawyer, as a prosecutor. So we, off, uh, you know, off the air, we had a little bit of a conversation around some of those fun things that I've done over my time. But this truly is the best job I've ever had because we're really in the business, as we're going to do tonight, of providing information that, you know, that doesn't cost anything, that helps people hopefully uh, navigate through some challenging situations in their own personal lives and to give them, you know, support. Uh, to make sure that they're making good decisions. So some of the things we were going to cover is yep. uh, original Medicare versus Advantage plan, Medicare scams, and how to get services, how to use Shine and 1-800-AIDS-INFO, and just the, what the structure looks like and how to use it. Sure. 
Which right. one do you want to start with? You can well, I think I think we have to get down to the basics of the definitions and sort of what's going on. If you are a person, and I'm one of them, by the way, that's going to turn 65 uh, soon, uh, there is this in open enrollment period, an enrollment period that effectively creates um, requirements for you to uh, make decisions. And let me start by telling you and your listeners that Right now, there is the open enrollment period uh, that ends on December 7th. This is happening, it happens every year, opens on the 15th this year of October and runs through December 7th. And if you are already in Medicare, uh, this is the time when you can look at some of the fundamental questions like, do I, am I happy with my existing Medicare plans? Do I want to opt into a different plan? Do I want to... Uh, get Medicare uh, prescription coverage, so I want to go to a private plan. There are a number of choices one can make, but when you are turning 65, this is a very important time because Medicare insurance, of course, this is health insurance for people over 65, but you need to, you're not automatically enrolled. You need to elect to enroll. And the way the law works is that three months before you turn 65 is the point when you can choose to enroll in Medicare. And then through the, obviously the month of your birth at six, uh, when you turn 65, I should say, and then up to another three months after that. So the, the total window is seven months around that age 65. So if you turn age 65 in January, you have yeah, you October, basically November, have October, December, yep. January, and then February, March, February, March, April. You got it. And okay. so that's an important, I think we ought to sort of level set on that, uh, yeah. Bradley, because we want people to be sure that, uh, you know, what what they're getting into, is, we're going to be talking tonight about some pretty detailed aspects of Medicare. But I think knowing right off the bat that when you, uh, you have to make this choice at a certain period of time. And one of the reasons why this is critically important about when you do this is if if you miss that enrollment period initially, uh, there are some penalties in terms of the costs of the premiums, uh, in particular and specifically Medicare Part B, uh, which covers the doctor's visits and you know the, uh, the physicians and some of the uh, outpatient services. Uh, this is the Medicare Part B, which covers what I just said, is a cost uh, that's associated, a premium uh, cost, which is deducted from if you're on Social Security. But Medicare Part A, which covers your hospital, doesn't have a premium component or in the sense that you are paying for it out of your payroll. So you, if you only elect A during that 65-year window or that time we talked about, then there actually is no premium you're paying at that point. Right. Uh, but you're in the Medicare system. Uh, and under what, under what conditions would you only choose A? Uh, what would be your situation? Well, I would say that if you've got, you're still working and you have a, a you know a, a a union or a uh, private uh, company that you're working for that provides health insurance coverage, you may find that the value and benefits of that and the premium associated with that uh, may be advantageous to you. It is less likely, however, that that's the case these days because as you know. One of the things a lot of us are well aware of is that uh, pensions are going away in the private sector. And uh, and if you do have health insurance privately, the con your contribution 
towards the cost of that premium is very significant. It's certainly a lot more than the monthly premium that Medicare charges, for example. So Medicare. if you're working, your contribution towards your work yeah. received health care may be more than you would pay for right. the equal, and more likely, equal benefits frankly, from but, Med Medicare. But there are, you know, a lot of this is about personal choice, too. I mean, I, I have to say, I hope your listeners are focused on a, a simple truth, which is, it is complicated. Know that going in. Don't fear that. The key is we've got to assure folks that you're not alone. There are great supports that provide information that give you a, a, a thoughtful process that sort of is laid out in a private way. We're doing a public show. We're going to highlight some of these choices. But in the end, one of the things I really want the listeners to be aware of, we, you mentioned this in the sort of the preview, is uh, if you live in Massachusetts and you are asking yourself, I really, even after listening to this program, I'm pretty confused still. What do I do? Call 1-800-AGE-INFO. That is a clearinghouse information line uh, run by the state of Massachusetts. You get a live person on that call during the regular business hours. And you say, you know, I'm concerned or confused or would like more information about health insurance, they will direct you to the right person. Uh, it obviously depends on where you live. Uh, but you're going to get a, a, the right counselor. They're called SHINE counselors. And these are trained volunteers who know the ins and outs of what we're going to be talking about tonight. And they will give you that one-on-one -on -one counseling. So I, I say when in doubt, know that you can do that. If you like the websites, you can go on the medicare.gov website. You can go on AARP's website. And we have a wonderful, really soup to nuts explanation of what we're talking about here. Okay, excellent. I'd like to go back to part B and clear up something that popped up oh, as yeah. far as a question. Now, if you don't have, if you choose not to take the Medicare Part B because you have what you feel is adequate coverage through work or something else, you need to make sure it is a creditable plan that right. qualifies to for the, to allow you to waive B, B without exactly. penalty. Fair point. How do you... Right. You uh, don't want that Swiss cheese. I mean, this is the problem. How do you make sure it's a creditable insurance? Well, I think what you need to do, again, with a shine counselor at your side to go through each element of your existing uh, private health insurance plan and deal with the fundamental questions. For the amount of money you're paying or your employer is paying on your behalf, what are the coverages? What are the co-pays? What are the limitations on access to that insurance? It is probably the case, I think currently, this might not have been true years ago, but I would say in 2018, the odds are very good. In fact, considerably strong odds that you would want to elect to go into Medicare Part B because Medicare Part B, even the basics, uh, really are sufficiently comprehensive for the premium of, you know, about $160 or so. So you might find a bigger bang for the buck. You think it's pretty likely. Get, yes, and here's the thing. We're going to be talking about those Advantage, Medicare Advantage plans, which is really what they call kind of a Medicare Part C, but not to get too confused. Okay. This is extra insurance coverages that could include uh, prescription advantage, uh, I should say prescription coverage, which is Medicare Part D. So there are a lot of aspects of going 
into not just A and B, A being doc, uh, uh, the, you know, the hospitals, B being uh, the providers, the doctors, the outpatient. When you get into prescription drug coverage, when you get into more comprehensive options for coverage, which is C, you really need to compare plans. Right. This is a fundamental message, I would say. AARP, you know, I'm not here to talk about our plans because it's not my role. And frankly, I encourage everyone to look at the market and compare all the different plans that are out there. Uh, and so you can assess for yourself what are your needs. So, Mike, before we continue, we did start with the sort of framework of Medicare Part A. We did, you know, touch on Part B. Now, Part C and Part D are next. Can we go to Part D? Sure. And then we'll go into C, which is where you might want to have an advantage plan. So Part D is, and right, you so can make part, mistakes no. regarding Part D as well. Oh, yeah. Well, let's let's start by acknowledging that Part D is focused on your drug coverage. This is where the cost of prescriptions, the whole issue that, you know, it runs from every direction, right, is the cost of prescriptions generally, the coverages that are now available through Medicare. This is a big change that happened in the last reforms around Medicare. And I can tell you that, you know, one of the big remaining issues is to acknowledge that while Medicare does cover prescriptions, you need to go through a private carrier to get it. You need to um, recognize that there are uh, significant co-pays still unless you purchase additional coverages. So this is, I think, one thing we should always consider when we talk about any health insurance coverage, whether it's private insurance or even, and, and in this case, the government's insurance through Medicare. There are co-pays. There are uh, costs associated, if you will, that come out of your pocket that oftentimes will drive you to make a choice initially on what plan you get. And the danger is that when you see how much it's going to cost you a month to, say, get a prescription uh, advantage, uh, not prescription advantage, but to have Medicare uh, D coverage for prescriptions, and you see that monthly premium, you're going to say, well, maybe oh, that's too much. Maybe I can get a little less coverage. But Remember, sometimes that can be pennywise and pound foolish because if you've got certain drugs that require you to take them for the rest of your life because of chronic conditions, for example, uh, you could be buying into a lot of out-of-pocket costs. So okay. you've so got to be very that, careful about that. You're saying it sounds like that even though Part D or, or drug costs may initially, the, the coverage may seem like it's a high sticker price, especially since you don't need super expensive drugs now. Bear in mind that if you... You know, if it's like renting a car and you don't get the unlimited mileage, if you try to play it safe now and not pay more insurance, you could get burned down the road. Right. Or more to the point, if you're motivated to just keep your premiums down, just always remember in the back of your mind, you have to consider your own personal health condition. Do you have a chronic condition? Are you taking regular prescriptions? Yeah. Are you taking not generic prescriptions, but actual brand name prescriptions. And when you are in that world of known costs, yeah. the more coverage you can get to pay for those through the plans, the better off you're going to be. That's really the point. I suppose there are certain medications that folks that are 80 
tend to have to take that you might not take when you're 65. And you should probably look into, even right. though I don't have any specific conditions, what conditions am I likely to run into and how much right. are the drugs for that cost? Right. Well, we talk about chronic conditions. I mean, if you're, if you're, a, have, if you have diabetes at 65, you're, you're going to have it if right. you're still living, hopefully until uh, 85. And, yeah. and so that's kind of that kind, you know, that, those kinds of things, uh, COPD, whatever it might be. It is very analogous, actually, to when we were younger. You know, yeah. we, when we're 35 years old, we don't see ourselves in the hospital regularly, and we don't think that we need coverage at all. Or, obviously, now with Obamacare and uh, the, the Massachusetts plans, you're required to have coverage. Uh, but all that said, it is really important. It goes back to the shine counselor, that free person. The person doesn't cost you any money yeah. to sit down and you've got to look at those plans and say, okay, what's my health condition? What are my regular medications? Does the does this uh, Part D prescription plan that I'm going to purchase and pay premiums a month, is it going to match well enough yeah. so that I can get the best bang for the buck? Now that's Part D, and keep in mind one of the things about the uh, the Obamacare that that happened that's slowly but surely you know being remedied, which is that donut hole. You know the difference between uh, the place where you get full coverage or at least small modest co-pays to where you all of a sudden have to pay all the money yeah. in that in that because you're not covered that that kind of that hole up to a ceiling up to a certain ceiling. Yeah. Well, that hole is being closed. It's being shrunk, and so the good news is that. In 2020, we're in a place, assuming that there's no more mischief around that, um, that those um, that donut hole will be covered. So you're going to be dealing with just effectively the out-of-pocket that isn't covered. Right. But you're not going to be in this crazy place where you got to come up with thousands of dollars of prescription costs before you get eligible. Some people get to the 65 and they don't need any medications and they choose not to take D at all. Right. Either you, yep. they have zero coverage, don't think they need it for prescriptions, or they have coverage, but it's not adequate. It's not creditable. It's not enough to count. Right. And they don't, so they don't get it, and they end up paying uh, a surcharge when they do have to get it for the rest of the time they're on Medicare. Exactly. Which, of course, if you live in the average age, if you make 65, yeah. the odds, I, I believe the actuarial table suggests that you'll live to 85. So it sounds like you um, should get Part D even if you don't think you need it now. I think, well, hey, look, at if one takeaway I would share yeah. would be all things being equal, if you're just an average person with, you know, on occasion having medical issues that you have to deal with and you have maybe you're taking Lipitor or the generic equivalent for, you know, cholesterol or Plavix for, you know, uh, artery disease or, you know, some no, what we'd call, quote, normal common medications. The best thing to do is when you turn 65, three months before or up to three months later, elect to get full coverage. Get yourself A, B, and D. Just do it. Just do it. Yep. Good advice. And, and, and you know what? In the end, even if there is a moment in time and maybe more than one t moment in time when you're saying, gee, you know, I'm kind of paying a premium that I don't really need the, to elect that coverage, it's going to, just for the reason you said, it's going to avoid that uh, extra surcharged premium if you elect after the fact. And there's the peace of mind. You know, if, to be specific, it's my understanding that if you go for 63-day period without the drug coverage, if, if you elect to get it after that, 
you have to pay a 1% surcharge for each month you went out without it. And you might not be able to get it right away. You might have to right. wait till the next enrollment, which exactly. would add on to the month. Which months. could be nine, as much as nine months later. Right. Mike Fest is a, an, an awesome guy in a bunch of ways. Matt- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Massachusetts State Director of AARP. And we're going, the first part of what we're doing is going through the skeleton ABCD of Medicare to give you an overview. Then we're going to get into how to get information on services. And then we'll call yes. it a day. You ready, Mike? We have Kathy in Lexington first. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Well, I'm calling because I, I guess I need reassurance because I've been through this a couple of times already. I am over 65. I'm 67. Excellent. And I have not taken any Medicare. I have not signed up for anything yet, anything, because I'm still working full time and getting um, my health insurance covered. Do I still get that 1% tax or penalty for not signing up? Yes. But let me tell you this. I'm going to ask you, and this is to take a cue from our host, it's really a good idea after this call to call 1-800-AGE-INFO tomorrow in the next few days and get a SHINE counselor in your area because they, they'll ask you, you know, where do you live? And they'll get you to someone who you can now talk to and go over some of those implications. But the point is simply this. If you don't enroll at 65 or in that window of time, there are implications that are negative. Now, they're not overwhelmingly negative. I don't want you to feel that you've made a mistake that's irreparable. But the simple fact is that as you look at uh, uh, Medicare Part B, which is a doctor's coverage, if you're going to go into an election for either a uh, Part C, which we haven't quite talked about yet, but that's sort of that private wraparound expanded more than just original Medicare uh, coverages. And then, of course, Part D, which is your uh, prescription drugs. You know, all of that is going to put you in a place where you're going to be, you know, penalized to some degree. However, we, somebody just raised his hand. That right. would be the host. Now, is this the case even if she had creditable insurance, was totally covered, there's no gap without it? Right. Is that, does she really penalized even if there was no gap? Like she's had, what if she's got, well, she's got drug coverage, coverage right. and it's qualified as good enough. So it's my understanding that if you have coverage good enough and you, there's no lapse of where you have zero coverage, either in B or D, that there is no penalty. It only is after if you go for lapse without 63 days, at least on D. Well, that's a that's an important clarification. And I guess what I would say, and I apologize, Kathy, for you know miscon you know really misexplaining this, but it is simply the case that if you do not enroll during that period of time, there is the potential for exposure, not necessarily because of the gap that Bradley just talked about, but also in the absence of enrolling, and if the coverages aren't completely matching uh, and they're ad- and not adequate enough, uh, you could have those implications. There's, it is likely, given the current health plans that are out there, 
that there's going to be some challenges that you have to deal with, and you want to be sure that you sit down with somebody who can go through and match up the plan coverages that you have now. Uh, look, you may be one of those people, and the reason why I threw it out there is that too many folks are really struggling with their health insurance coverages because their employer's uh, plans are just not strong enough. They're not they're not giving okay. enough coverages. And, um, you know, and, and a lot of times it's because the employer contribution is so significant. I mean, the co- as you know, the premiums, I mean, we're talking $20,000 a year in total costs of, of health insurance coverage in the private sector. And, uh, you know, people are cutting corners. So you've got to be just cautious around what you're continuing to have as coverage and when you get to that point of jumping into the Medicare system. I think, frankly, as sooner than later is always a better role, a better choice when you are 65 and over. And again, and I like what you make it simple. Once you're able to get it all, that's yeah. kind of your recommendation. Absolutely. Even if you don't okay. need it, you don't expect to need it. Just get it. Right. Now, if you look, May I, I mean, just say yeah. this? yes, Kathy, um, I, I've already, w- I went to a shine person when I was closer to 65. Okay. And no, and they, they didn't look at the specific insurance I had, and I, I want to be careful here how I word this, but it was never mentioned that I would have a penalty if I didn't enroll that year. So this is my concern about who I'm going to talk to about this. Sure. Well, I let me just say the, the Shine counselors are trained uh, counselors, they they know more about this subject area than, frankly, most doctors and providers. Right. Actually, right. I think. But what, I did talk to a shine. That's too bad you had that experience. What, well, but you know, it's interesting. Maybe at that moment in time, uh, there was a, uh, you know, there was not an opportunity to really get into comparing the plan. Uh, I would be surprised if she didn't ask what your intentions were regarding employment and your expectations around private insurance coverage through the employer. Uh, I assume that the subject was covered, but um, it is really well, I'm just, good I'm just to revisit. That, yeah, well, I, I definitely will do that, but I'm just very concerned now because nothing was mentioned then to sign up for everything then. They said, oh, you have insurance, you're covered, you're fine. But they never looked at the plan I had or, you know, so that's my concern. Well, I can appreciate that. why that would give you concern based on our conversation tonight but yeah, and, and the yeah. discussion we've had. But as I say, I want that. I hope the takeaway is right now you are in control. You, you absolutely are not in a place where you're stuck. You have, you have the opportunity and you should take advantage of it to get okay. a, another shine counselor. And frankly, uh, now based on this conversation we've had tonight, uh, ask some of those more direct questions and assure yourself yes. that you're still on the path of uh, the best coverages and the less, the least amount of cost. Sooner or later, yeah, however, will- you're going to probably not be uh, employed full time or perhaps to continue oh, your coverage. No. 
Oh, man, hey, listen, if you keep, well, you know, a lot of people continue to, a lot of AARP members, 40% of our members are still working and well over their yeah. 70s. So I certainly appreciate that that may be your future, and I hope it is if that's what you want. But many people obviously are looking at that 65 to 70 time period where you're in, where you're looking to ramp down perhaps the amount of hours. There are implications, obviously, with health insurance coverage around that if you're still in the private sector. So you just have to be really 360 looking around at your life experiences. And when it comes to the big, big issues involving health coverage, medical coverage, and being sure that you are not exposed to not having good coverages for medical needs that you may have right. in the future. Thanks, Kathy. Appreciate that call. You know, one of the benefits of signing up for everything is if you're a person who works primarily to have health care because you need health care, then you don't have to work anymore. You actually have the freedom to say, you know what, I'm going to semi-retire because I have my coverage co- through That's a Medicare. good way to look at it. It's a very interesting way to look at it, Gordon. Because a lot of people Bradley, I agree. work not for the paycheck but for the health care, I think. Well, I think people do that when they're under 65 in many cases. Right. But, you know, again, the future, we, we've got some big challenges ahead, as I think you know, and I don't want to go too far into the tangent But it's a big, big point I want to make, and that is that this financial solvency of this Medicare system from the AARP perspective, as we advocate in Washington, is something that has to be front and center in our conversations on the policy side. We're talking about individual situations. But in fact, there is a real challenge in the near future as to whether there is going to be sufficient monies in that system to ensure that everyone is getting the kind of coverages they need. Already, we know that there are limitations on the ability of the government to negotiate drug prices, for example. There's a whole series of things that, as an advocate organization, AARP is very concerned about strengthening Medicare and and just sort of keeping an eye on that ball as we try to deal with individual needs. Not to get political, but doesn't who is in the Oval Office and who your representatives and, and your senators are make a difference in how much money there will be available for Medicare in the future? I think there's, look, I, I think the way I would simplify the point is this. Medicare is the government system of healthcare for people over 65. It is the government's single-payer healthcare system. Yeah. And when you simplify discussions around politics. You say, you know, single payer, who wants that? And it's demonized. There's all kinds of challenges. And people forget that Medicare is a single payer system. And it works. It's very effective in in a number of ways. One of which is, I always think of the point of view of the doctor and the provider. You know, a lot of hospitals, small hospitals right in this area, greater Boston, they've got huge payroll addressing chasing the checks is what I'd call it. You know, how many private health insurance coverage plans are there? How do you get reimbursed? How do you make sure that you're, you're, you're getting the money you need. Save all those administrative costs. And the beautiful thing about Medicare is, you know, you get one place to send the bill to there are negotiated prices in some respects, obviously, but not in prescription drugs. Uh, but I do think I just wanted to be sure the listeners appreciated that ARP. I mean, this is my job in part is we worry about the system of yep. Medicare as much as we want to focus on individual needs and mm-hmm. being sure that folks get good information. Mike, we're going right to Linda and Newton. Hi, oh. Linda. Hi, 
Hi, how are you? I just have a quick question. I'm on SSI, and I and I was originally on Medicare, and last year I went to Medicare Complete through AARP, United Healthcare, yep. and I want to know when I'm 65 next year, will I be entitled to Medicaid? Well, keeping in mind, Medicaid is focused on the your uh, your assets and eligibility, um, and Medicare has nothing to do with that, right? So you the, you're, you sounds to me like you're getting coverages through Medicaid. No, actually, Medicaid you're getting Medicare under sixty five because you have a disability, right? Right. That's the, your original right. point. So, I look. What I would suggest is as you transition into. Uh, your, you know, age 65 and over, you should talk to your plan representative to make sure that uh-huh. if you maintain your that that current plan or opt into a new plan, provide that product provided, uh, that the coverages are similar. Uh, but it's not a mass health. Uh, it's not. It's not a Medicaid plan. It would be through uh, Medicare. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, Linda. Now it's Micah in Maine. Hi, Micah. Hi, there's, uh, I called up because there's an important point. I felt a lot of people with Medicare in the past that is often left out, and that is once you decide whether you're going to go with a Part B plan or go with Medicare Part B, then you have to choose a plan, which is also labeled A, B, C, D. I can't remember all the way these go up to. PNG is a bunch. Yeah. Right. But once you choose that plan, a plan, say, a plan G, is the same regardless of what company you go with. It's exactly identical. So what needs to be, what many people don't understand is that at that point, you should go for the cheapest, the least expensive plan that's available in your state because it's identical with every other plan that's listed there regardless of the price that you pay. And that's something that many people kind of leave out in terms of the decision-making so process. Same product it doesn't matter only- whether it's from AA... Same it doesn't product. matter whether it's from United Healthcare or or from Humana or from Aetna or whomever. It's all the same product. Exactly. It's These are standard price. plan coverages. But uh, you know, you made an f- initial point, which is really critical, which is that there are a number of types of plans, uh, lettered plans, which have extended coverages. And then once you're in that place of coverage, you can opt to go to whatever private carrier you want. I, I again, want to make it very clear. I am not in the business. It is not my role to support any given plans. Uh, you know, there are plenty of options out there, as you well know, and the listeners know. I just encourage all of us, encourage those who are involved in this business to uh, just get good information and compare uh, the different elected plans and, and then once you've got apples to apples, sometimes this is about, you know, frankly, the, the you know, the uh, the kind of service you're getting uh, through the plan, right? I mean, different. you think about that with health, auto good insurance. Point. Micah, good point. Thank you all. Now Thank you, Micah. Now it's Chris in Weymouth. Chris! Hi. Hi, Bradley J. Hi. Um, re- regarding Part B, it was mentioned that if you don't sign up for Part B, when you sign up for Part A, and later on you decide to add Part B, You'll be charged more money. Is that correct? It depends. Well, it depends. If there's a gap, yes. Uh, but uh, in the, if there's a gap in coverage, and also it is limited um, to when you finally get on it. In other words, if you were, uh, it, it could be as long as nine months that you could wait until that next open enrollment period. Once you do it, however, and this is what Bradley said, and I want to emphasize is the cost of that premium coverage 
is built now into uh, the rest of your uh, life in terms of what you have to pay for that premium. But that's, okay. so, it all depends on whether you had acceptable coverage until Before. that point and whether or not there was a gap without acceptable coverage. All right, so that's what I understand. So in other words, you'd be penalized for every payment for the rest of your life, right? Correct. Yeah, that's pretty it's, deep. All yeah, right. If you think um, about, yeah, yeah, it's very analogous to people who should, be, I think most of our listeners are well aware with Social Security, it's the same thing. If you yeah. elect to get Social Security at a younger age, that's a permanent dis situation. You, you know, okay. you're going to get at 62, less money per month, and that will continue as long as you're on Social Security. That's the kind of implication that's analogous to what we've been talking about. So right. make sure you have an acceptable plan so there's no gap, and if you have a gap, get what you got to get as soon as you can. And when in All doubt, right. get counseling, get free counseling. Yeah. All right. Awesome topic. Thank you both. Good night now. Good night. Thanks. We have four good, solid minutes to talk about the services. And yeah, the yeah. We, you know, we were you talking about that, that off air. Look, I want. just want to say, um, you know, for those who have been listening, we, we've obviously been covering uh, the subject of health insurance, Medicare in particular. But many of you may be in a place where you're saying, what about staying at home longer? What are the services that I might need to access to help me live in my home longer? I'm having some challenges around maybe your activities of daily living. What's the system? What are the systems in place? How can I get information around that? Uh, there's several things I want to say. Number one is Massachusetts, we are very fortunate. We have a very strong, what we call home and community-based care system. It is, it is administered through what we call the ASAP program, 26 regions of the state that cover uh, the state and provide home and community-based care. There are, if you were to call 1-800-AGE-INFO, this is a clearinghouse for all issues involving someone 60 years or older, including obviously the topic we've discussed tonight, which is health insurance. But then you can get into things like what are the services that I may be able to access? What are the costs associated with those services? How do I enroll in Medicaid to provide some coverages? Am I eligible? These are very deep and important questions. And many times, unless you get that good, uh, you know, information, uh, you know, you're suffering in silence. And I know too many people who are in isolated situations in, in their community, in their homes, and they're not getting services that they deserve. So 1-800-AGE-INFO, you talk to a live person and you explain your, where you live, they'll get you to the right ASAP. And then from there, there will be a, you know, a, a uh, no charge uh, person associated, uh, you know, with an intake. They're, they're basically people who counsel you on what are the available services that you might need and have access to right. and what are the costs. So and it's for insurance info, it's shine. And right? for the insurance, it's shine. Uh, and uh, again, for the bigger question of how do you stay at home and what services you may need to stay at home, uh, that's all part of the network we have in Massachusetts. And by the way, we are one of the better states in the country for that. More and more money in government and in the systems are focused in keeping people at home, less money is going to nursing homes and what we call those long-term care restricted settings because we want the money to go where people want it, which is to stay in their home settings. So the trends are good that way. The challenges are that you've got to, you know, you've got to know what you're doing and I suggest 1-800-AGE-INFO as a starting point. And again, AARP's website, 
AARP.org, M-A. AARP is lucky to have you as their boss. Mike Festa, thank, well, thank you very you much. Saying, you know what causes me stress? A lack of info. And I bet it's the same for you folks out there. Not knowing what's going on and not knowing how to find out what's going on is the thing that causes the stress. And so you've gone a long way to uh, alleviate stress in both them and me. Well, you're very kind to say so, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. Okay. Appreciate it. And uh, as you can see, there's a great need for more information. If you ever get bored at home, you live close by, call us up and we'll find a slot for you anytime. Thank you, Mike Festa. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.